Well, here we are. Welcome to the first time we've done this live online with a talk prepared and, and then delivered to you for this type of Sunday morning. I hope it's all going well for you with this meeting. Uh, we were so amazed last week at how many people said, wow, wasn't it great? We were, we were feeling the spirit of God in what we were doing. Let's pray that continues. We'll pray right now. Heavenly Father, please enable us to be in tune with all your spirit is doing and for the circumstances under which we're doing it not to matter at all, but for your presence and essence to be with us right now. Amen. Uh, we're going to have a quick look at Psalm 91 and, and try and see why it helps us right now at this time. I'm going to start in the middle, if that's okay. Psalm 9 says, no, verse 9 says this. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter. And as I've looked at Psalm 91, this seems quite pivotal to me. It's in the middle and, and it seems to pivot on that. If you make the Lord your refuge, we've got a choice where we make our refuge. We can make our refuge anywhere. That's the wonderful thing about being humans. We have choice. We can do that. That's what God's given us. But if we make the Lord our refuge, that's the invitation in the psalm. And there are many, many promises, and we're going to look at some of those. But the essence is if we make the Lord our refuge, if we are attracted to him, if we allow ourselves fully to take refuge in him and not to be pulled off by all the other places we can take refuge and all the other thoughts that we can take refuge in. Uh, sometimes we, we get distracted. It's not that we're attracted, we get distracted. And I think what this psalm is about is stay attracted, not distracted. Let's uh, look at the opening part of the psalm. Excuse me, messing about with my, my laptop here. It takes my attention off you just for the moment. The first verses. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So we've made a choice. We have chosen to take refuge in him. So those who take shelter in the Most far High will find rest in his shadow. How close do you have to be to someone to be in their shadow? Now, I know God's pretty big, so he's got a big shadow. But even so, you've got to be pretty close to him to take rest in his shadow. And if we're thinking of Jesus as the Lord, he was our size. We've got to be right up close to him to take refuge in his shadow. And more than that, excuse me. We have to know that we have permission to be there. Sometimes we forget that. And that's what I think the psalm hints at when it says, if we make the choice to abide there. Sometimes we forget we've got permission to stay right close to him. Sometimes we don't feel worthy. Sometimes 
we allow our worries and our concerns, and they're often very natural worries and very natural concerns, to distract us from taking refuge. So we have probably some major worries and concerns going on, which I say are legitimate ones, in a way we never have before. Health is clearly a big one. Financial security is clearly a big one. And I think simply concerned for others around us, it's, it's a big one. And then uh, what happens afterwards? Those four things, we are probably dealing with those issues more than we've ever had to deal with them before. But all of them can take us away from his shadow. When we rest in his shadow, I think those questions don't have the same power for us. It isn't that they disappear, and it isn't that we deal with them in an unrealistic way. I simply think they don't have the same power. Verse 2 says this, This I declare about the Lord, he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. That's really saying, here are all these questions, they're important, but here is where I'm staying. I'm not going looking for answers to these things, I'm staying here. I'm staying here because here, I know that when I need answers, I'll get them. Much later after this psalm was written, Jesus said, why do you worry about the things tomorrow that you can't even control? It was a rhetorical question. He said, look at the birds. They're doing their thing and, and they're okay. And he invites us to do the same. At the next couple of verses, he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly, deadly disease. Well, that's great. Those are some of the things we're asking and, and it's it's right here. All these things will happen. And in fact, I'm not going to read through the whole psalm, but when you go through the whole psalm, you see all of the things that happen because you're staying in the shadow. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. Well, hold on a minute. We've got feathers and they're very cuddly and warm and... And, you know, we get under our quilt and, and that's snuggly and brilliant. And sometimes we, we really enjoy that. But they're talked of here as our armour and protection. In fact, it's his words which are talked of as armour and protection. And, and his words are, are words. They're just in the air. But they are as strong as armour. They are our stronghold. And the reason they are is because we're living so close in his shadow that we know they have a capacity to keep everything else at bay. When we trust in those, the other things that we see can harm us actually can't harm us. And it, it's like keeping something at bay using feathers and, and wings. And there are lots of pictures for that. There isn't time to, to go into those now. This is one of the things I've thought about this time. I've wondered what to call it. Excuse me, I need some more water. 
we're calling it the coronavirus this and coronavirus that. And I hadn't really wanted to to label a time when I feel God is doing something over something that God didn't give. God didn't give us coronavirus, and I don't want to call this time over something that he hasn't been doing. God's not doing coronavirus. What I'm praying for myself is I'm praying for an adjustment. I'm asking God to adjust me, to adjust me on the inside so that I live more like this psalm describes. As I've read through this psalm, I can't say all of those things are true in my life, in reality. I can say, yes, they're true spiritually, but they're not true in reality. And I want them to be true in reality. And I see that the key to them being true is me living in the way that it describes. So I'm asking him to make those adjustments. And that's what I'm praying for us all that we make those adjustments. Because I believe if we make those adjustments, then it enables God to work in such a way in other people, people outside of the church, people outside of his family, people who don't know him as as a saviour, as a Lord, as a friend, as a comforter, as as a healer, as a father, as all those things. It enables him to to speak to them. He, he, Jesus said again and again, the ones who've got ears to hear, I want them to hear. Let them listen. And that's what I've been praying. I hope some of those thoughts are helpful. If they're not, well, fine. At least it's got you thinking about some other things. And for the rest of this week, have a brilliant, brilliant week. Uh, stay well. Pray for each other. Pray for people who are sick to get well quickly and let's pray that this period is not longer than it has to be.